Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Travis Walsh. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show, and one that Travis is watching for the first time. And we're at season two, I think it was episode 12, I think. I think that sounds right. That sounds right. Camelot 3000. Yeah. yeah. Is it Camelot 3000? Oh, I had it as Camelot. It is Camelot 3000. Yeah, I just, I just saw it as Camelot on my uh, file I clicked. Yeah, it's, uh, um, well, I'll, I'll just get it. The title is um, there was a comic book in the 80s, it was a maxi series called Camelot 3000. Right, uh, I think I remember. Was, I think I can yeah. I can see the covers in my head right now. Well, you would be you remember those because Brian Boland was the artist on that, and he's just one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, the Judge Dread guy, you would remember him because I'm sure you read uh, The Killing Joke, right? Right, okay. so he. The art is what grabbed me, but I never actually read it. So that's a little tip of the hat hmm. to the geeks there. But Travis, before we get started, let's hear the um, the Canadian Netflix synopsis. <laughs> or a uh, synopsis. I actually think it's the IMDb synopsis. Oh, it's the IMDb one? Okay. But it's, it's all right. In order to protect the spear shard from the now evil Rip Hunter, the legends must join forces with the Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> You know that one's better than the American Netflix one. To be perfectly honest, yeah. off the air, but that yeah, the one you read that did sound a bit too much of a mouthful. But that mm-hmm. gets to the point. So we start off in Detroit three thousand, where <clears throat> Doctor Midnight is. Remember Doctor <clears throat> Midnight? Remember I do now. Place? Yeah, I do. When they when they said his name, I remember like seeing him, and he looked too. I, I wouldn't say he looked familiar, but he looked too good of an actor to have been just a, a clerk <laughs> if, if that makes sense yeah but he it's a rip finds him evil rip he doesn't know he's evil and uh, they do the little joke because he's wearing the visor because dr midnight's blind and he takes mm-hmm. it off because he's not blind anymore mm-hmm. he's apparently uh, he's, he's making a, some kind of gizmo mm-hmm. to make people non-violent that's nice yeah, you think it's the future. But, but Rip makes a nice, makes a good observation too. He's like, or he could do the opposite. And that's the, that's always the, uh, you know, the Pandora's box of the scientific discovery. Uh, yeah, I like that. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Good early, good early, um, you know, th- those are the sci-fi themes I always like. Yeah. And Rip's telling Dr. Midnight that he's here to get his piece of the spear. Yep. And he mentions like, yeah, I got to take the vanishing point and Dr. Midnight's like, wait a minute, you know, but you said can't trust the Time Masters. And so then Rip just fucking murders Dr. Midnight. He's like, oh, right about that. Kablamo. <laughs> just, I think he even said that too. <laughs> and then he's looking over him and he goes, so where would you have hidden it? Being a person who's into cybernetics, it must be inside you. And Riff Hunter, evil Riff Hunter, 
rips open Dr. Midnight with Do a Do I knife. know the one note I wrote down to I wanted to make sure I remembered to say this? What? Let's watch him carve this fat bastard up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Everyone tune into the Yours, Mine, and the Truth episode where <laughs> Travis, uh, myself, and two other guests talked about Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Get that out there. Um, so the Legends Gizmo, you know, that uh, Stein's daughter, Lily, built, tr- is tracking the peace to Detroit. So they're heading to Detroit. Nate doesn't like the future because he's a historian because history is always right. And that's one of the little fun themes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An interesting one. And I guess I'll have bigger questions for you as they arise. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So they find Dr. Midnight. They do the little gag, but like, because someone turned on the lights and like, what does the light switch look like in 3000? And it's a light switch. Yeah. And there's like, oh, I guess you can't really improve on that. And I guess not. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> weird. That was a little too weird. To it's with. weird, just juxtaposed with the disemboweled Dr. Midnight on the floor. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and they keep joking around because in blood, Dr. Midnight wrote R.I.P. Mm-hmm. You know, and Mick says, oh, rest in peace. And I'm like, well, thank you, Mick. That's very nice. No, no, that's what he wrote here on the floor in his blood. Yeah. Oh, it's a rip. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess he was trying to get, trying to tell people with his last breaths to spell with his blood. Uh Uh-huh. His murder is that what was happening? Yes, he was spelling out his murderer's name. I guess like, it would have been better if he got in like an H U and like half and an N. (laughs) Says here it says rip her. Rip her. <laughs> I, rip her, her. I'm not quite sure something about ours. Was he trying to spell our? So he's, we've got to tear the time up, I think. <laughs> Just totally misinterpret it. Let's go. The end of the time. <laughs> so Amaya's friend is dead and she's pissed. They're back on the wave rider. She's pissed at Sarah that she didn't let Jax shoot Rip in the foot, like like the guy said. Yeah. Last show. Then she's like, is there a computer on this fucking ship? I am D B. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and she tells Sarah, she's like, Well, you know, the, the way you treat the team is why your team loses all the time. You know, it's like, oh, snap. Yeah. And <sighs> Gideon tracks the next piece right away to medieval England Mm -hmm. and they're all getting ready to go and Ray's just he can't wait because it's going to be knights in shining armor just like the storybooks he read when he was a kid and Nate's constantly telling me he's like that's not what it was really like man you know Mm -hmm. it's a fairy tale and Ray's just like hey don't take this away from me and yeah what do you think about Ray the whole way through this okay remember I when we first started doing this I would tell you that occasionally Ray Palmer becomes 12 years old yeah and it doesn't this is one of them yeah yeah but it doesn't fit his arc like like this would make more sense if this was in like first eight episodes of season one right but he's supposed to have been showing this maturity you know along the way so this feels like a regression and uh i don't like it for his character i gotta say well i mean by the end here (laughs) by the end here i was kind of like if this ends with him dying i'm like fine fine I know he comes back. I know the way he comes back because I've seen promotional pictures and stuff. And I just, I haven't, 
it's especially when he goes all in on the aw shucksy stuff that I really I don't like Brandon Routh's performance. Well, like he starts to it really starts to lose me. Well, get used hey, to I it. like today's episode, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I like today's episode. I did. Um, but that's got to like uh, that's if that if you're saying that this is the thing that keeps coming up, then that could really start to grade on me, man. I'd said he's a grown 12 year old, all shucks, all American Boy Scout character, mm-hmm. and they lean mm-hmm. hard into it. Yeah. And uh, and that's what they do here. This was a, and at least they address it, I think, with Nate being just like, oh, you're an idiot. You know, my dumb freak comes my dumb friend. He's like, so. It's not like this ridiculous behavior isn't people aren't re, are reacting to it and not be like, oh, well, that's just Ray. They're like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it <laughs> but, just doesn't fit what uh, it feels incongruous with the, the rest of the, the steps his character has made. Like, it's great when you yeah. see maturity. You see, like, I don't need the I don't need the suit anymore or uh, like these like changes with like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, well, I think as we're seeing the, how the show changes its tone you're seeing a lot more they're gonna be a lot more the characters will be a lot more big in their <clears throat> tropes and raise the big kid mm-hmm. you know there's like you know it the show gets lighter and lighter not darker and darker because the first <laughs> season was dark this is yeah. a dark and it just gets lighter and lighter and lighter as it goes I on. see and yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they'll start to handle it in a way that, that works a bit more. But for me right now, it's one of my least favorite parts of the show, man. It really is. It surpassed uh, Garber for me today. Like suddenly I don't <laughs> mind Garber. Suddenly I don't mind Garber so much. He was, I like Garber in this one. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So speaking of Garber, you know, he's mm-hmm. messing with uh, the thing he stole. And Mick walks in on him and says... You skip in medieval times too, Professor. I was like, he, I thought he never skipped medieval times. Wasn't that? He's like, they got those huge. That's right. He got those huge turkey legs. I think we're confusing. We're talking about our other show. I think we were thinking of uh, Don the Rock Morocco. We 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 talked about that. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that was Morocco. And we're confusing the two. And I can see how we would confuse eighties era Don Morocco with. With Mick Rory, they really are cut from the same cloth. Man, we got something here. We got an essay here, man. I think so. Our two tests. That is so great. I love that you that 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 confused. I can see myself making that same. Uh, I swear to God, I thought that was from. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Travis and I do every other week a show called Mystery Titans Theater where we and a rotating cast of characters uh, do, you know, we riff on old pro wrestling and yeah, that show do a came, live watch. Yeah. That show came from that. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> Holy, uh, so, which we should, anyway, that we might as well plug okay, in. Yeah. Uh, the last one uh, came out last week with Max and it was like, we, we skipped ahead a decade and a half to mm-hmm. the uh, late nineties, but with the same wrestlers we had been watching from the mid eighties. So it's hilarious, especially the oh, last yeah, match. Something such a great time and should promote the next one coming up uh we are we are we are getting kelly nelson out of retirement the uh, great uatu the watcher is joining us and another uh a friend who uh, kelly met through pwo um our friend sean to for my birthday themed episode where we're going to be watching from late 77 and early 78 uh, wwwf i've mm-hmm. uh, kind of frankenstein together uh, uh three episodes from the of, of the tv that was on then with uh some old uh, late 70s commercials that i think nice. you're really gonna dig johnny i think it's gonna be awesome i still haven't watched them i just 
you know what I mean? I just kind of filled in the, the gaps there and then uh, it's up on uh, and we'll uh, yeah, we'll be watching that in, uh, in a couple of weeks here. It's going to be fun. Mystery Titans Theater. Yeah. yeah check it <laughs> out. Again, I've said it every time. It doesn't if you don't like pro wrestling, it doesn't matter. I know. I know. It, That's it, what I think, too. And also, like, it's just seriously, buddy, the most consistent belly laughs I've had me too. Uh, since COVID started. For oh, sure. me too. Me yeah. too. So if, it, so if anybody gets any joy out of it, that's that's a, a fucking bonus. <laughs> yeah, um, completely. completely. Yeah. It, it's like I've, I haven't laughed that hard in so long doing yeah. our shows. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's outstanding. So check it so, out, guys. But so, back, back to getting guys. But here's the thing. Does the magnificent Don Morocco, can he smell thievery? I like that. I yeah, like because Mick can. I did. I do. I, 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 I did. I like that he knew that. Silly. But then later, I'm like, I don't know why this had to be a thing that he stole it. He could have just like, I'm, I should take this and, and uh, analyze it. It could be of use. I don't think anyone would be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? They're probably like, yeah, fuck. Good point. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Watching that, I was like. But couldn't Professor Steiner said Captain Lance? I think a dish, you know, this might be of mm-hmm. use, you know. But and I think I don't mind is. because it, it led to all because we said yeah. before that Garber and Dominic Purcell have a lot of chemistry together, yeah. more so than and Jax. I, and and I think that was just them trying to force in a new kind of a we're not so different, you and I, kind yeah. of thing, right? And yeah. I like it with them because so I, that's I find so that's it fine. fun with them, yeah. That's uh, I, I will. I will agree. Like you, like you, this is a really good episode. I think they're still on a roll. This is four in a row of good episodes. Mm-hmm. But of the four, this is probably my least favorite. This had the most warts in it. Still had, still had me uh, clapping at, at some point. I definitely clapped. Oh, yeah. I watched it by myself. Um, but uh, uh, I think there's. I think we're gonna. Uh, as we'll get to, there's some stuff here that I um, just kind of get close to the the old warts that we that we've noticed before. Oh yeah, I, I agree. This isn't a perfect episode of any stretch of the imagination, but at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I like that. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It had Super enough fun, Super fun, fun. shit. And yep. for me. Yep. But so the legends are in the woods, and Nate's going on about how his outfit is historically accurate, and they're saying that he looks like a leper, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, you guys look like you belong to a Ren Fair." Yeah, and I wanted to ask fair. you: Have you ever been to a Ren Fair? Ah, <laughs> no. Good lord, no! I've I've, I've uh, watched role models though. I love that. That's LARPing though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but what? Is, yeah, you have? I'm guessing. No, I haven't. No, no, not my scene, bro. Okay, my I, scene. hey, my roommates, they they've done it and they do it, so I'm not yeah. saying it's shitty. But it's like, you, know, you struck me as a Ren Fair type guy. You're an actor. Oh you god, no. you could be the, oh. the the town fool. Oh, dude, with oh, tomatoes, Christ. dude. I hate cosplay. That. I like I like sexy cosplay from the ladies. I'm all into that, but beyond that, I just uh, it's not my not my scene, dude. Okay, so speaking of sexy lady cosplay, uh, Sarah Sarah Lance's get up here. Yeah, yeah, she looked great. She looked great. But what do you think? What did you think? uh, Nate kind of looked like in his outfit. There, he looked. Oh God, he looked like if he had a hump, he looked like the hangman from blazing saddles <laughs> yeah or like, or like solid, sir. perfect yeah i see i was thinking like uh if you put foreskin on the head of brecken meyer <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> yeah boy i love the way you gave me something there first <laughs> that was great <laughs> 
I like it. I just I don't hunt for these spots, but when something when the, when there's a little spark, I'm like, there it is. There it is. I gotta take it. I love it when I don't see it coming. I know, I know. Me too, buddy. That's why that's why I went early last week. Oh, oh shit. So actual knights show up just out of the storybooks. Yeah. And, and Ray's like, I know how to talk Camelot. And he's like, Yeah, verily good sir, and all this. And yeah, this. Uh, the Ray Knight stuff, him fanboying with the Knight stuff is, mm-hmm. is a little rough for me mm-hmm. too. But but, but here's what I want to like. So is this? Yeah, no, it does, and, they, and it all works. And then it is. It actually is Arthurian, and it's King Arthur, and just yes. like it is in Legends, but not from history. So yes, what are we? Is this? Are we just supposed to accept that this is actually it? That there is a little bit of no. magic in the world out there? No, 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 no. no okay, good, no. good. They explain it during the show. Okay. But I remember when I first watched this, mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on the explanation. Yeah. So the explanation is, uh, and we'll get to it, but yeah, Star Girl's there. Yeah. And she created Camelot. So she, when she arrived in the distant past, she found this middling kingdom and mm-hmm. just created it and made it into what she remembered from storybooks. So this isn't a real oh. Camelot or a wow. real King Arthur. It's just some that middling little more kingdom. exposition. That needed a lot more exposition. Yeah, then. it it is thrown away in a line or two. Really? Because also because Sarah at one point says, "Hey, your little fairy tale kingdom here, you created is a real soap opera or something like that." So they they right. said a couple times. Right. That's what See, I just thought as though she's oh, this is missing a Merlin. I can just kind of work my way in. No, that. no, no, no. But this Interesting. is interesting. Yeah. yeah, that needed way more than that. That if you could have mapped that all out as like, no, well, it, it doesn't exist. I created it. Like yeah. something straight up like that. Like, what? It's like, as you can see, and then give me you got to give us at least another three sentences there. You know what I mean? They really rushed mm-hmm. through that. Okay. And now like I said, I didn't it. pick up on I didn't pick up mm-hmm. on it the first time I watched it either. Yeah. Like, oh, because I had the same question. I was like, <clears throat> So why, you know, why, yeah. why is Nate wrong? Yeah. That's so do we, Nate's wrong. let me ask you quickly, do we come across her ever again? This Stargirl? No, not yeah. the character, yeah. but not this actress. Yeah, they, I, I know. Yeah, but not this actress. Um, Very pretty girl. Very mm. pretty girl. She's stunning. Not the best, not the best actress. So, not so she I think I, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is, but I love the, the little crimps in her hair too. Boy, they knew how to, the crimps. How to do her up. Like gorgeous, gorgeous. She's stunning. Uh, camera loves her, but um, mm-hmm. I think they got the blood from the stone that they needed. Yes, sorry, that's I'm sorry. Oh, no, I really right. believe. Yeah, I don't mean to be it's cruel. Like, you're not being cruel. Don't yeah. just being cruel. Mm-hmm. It's just being honest. Yeah. And uh, but who does work for me, and we meet her here, is Guinevere. Yeah. Real kind of. Who does who does she remind you of? Okay. Actress wise, first of all, we just mentioned that she's the leader of the knights, so she's a warrior. Okay, and when she takes off her helmet, they cut to the shot of Katie Lotz and Sarah Lance Caesar, and you literally hear the ding go off. She's yeah. like, hello. And she's in metal, and she's got a penis. That's mm. the joke. <laughs> I've told you, but this is Sarah Lance doing her Captain Kirkin uh, yeah. throughout these episodes. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I'll say... I, it wasn't perfect, but by the end, I really liked it. By the end, I, I loved it. That's when I clapped. So I love spoilers. And uh, but the so speaking of the actress, I don't know who she reminds me of. Hmm. So I see like a, like a Kate, Kate Beckinsale, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. kind of 
um, maybe Jessica Biel, but a little more uh, feels Englishy and mm-hmm. good. Well, I had to look her up, and this time um, I actually wrote down the, the information I looked up about an actor or actress on these shows, and her name is Elise Levesque. Mm-hmm. And she was so born- she is the daughter of Triple, of H, Triple H and yeah. and Stephanie McMahon. I know it's crazy, and uh, she was born in Regina, Saskatchewan. Regina, Regina, it's Regina. Oh okay. Oh my god, Sorry. dude, that's wonderful. Well, I'm that's wonderful. It my wife just walked into the room. Uh, uh, full disclosure here, and I just need to uh, kind of create something as we as we go here. Okay. But uh, I just want to let her know that we, he, uh, Johnny was doing research <laughs> on this actress, Christine, and he said she's from Regina, Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> Regina is uh, it's like how you say uh, it's like queen. It means queen. Okay, it it's, a, it's the capital. Look, it's the I'm capital. a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. I'm I not going to go with the first I rhyme know. I think of. I know. I know. I, I would it's think the, it's the, the it's the uh, oh, it is a joke here. It's a goodness <laughs> gracious. You think that isn't a joke in here in Canada? Of course it is. We well, call I mean, it the, the the city that rhymes with fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yes, that's what my brother said. Are we off to when you're in Saskatchewan? You're going to stop at Runt. <laughs> Just terrible, right? So yeah, wow! So, I had no. Oh, that's great! Wow, wow! She does not look like. And again, here's something else. I'm gonna give you a little. Okay. She does not look like somebody from Saskatchewan because, <laughs> my my. Generally speaking, that's not to say that there are not beautiful people that have come out of Saskatchewan. Oh, there are. We just lost the Saskatchewan audience. Yeah, we just lost our Saskatchewan demo. Shit, <laughs> that's huge. No, um, my. It's funny. My brother and I. And other people I've spoken with over the years have recognized that there it there are from certain parts. Maybe you've noticed it from certain parts of Canada. I'm sure it's based on immigration patterns and yada yada yada. Have a different type of face, and there's a Franco face for sure in mm. that comes out of Quebec. Like you can recognize as somebody who it's not only people who are francophone, or it's not all people, but only people who are francophone who have this this kind of face. And the same thing goes with people who are from Saskatchewan. And it's hard to put. Uh, you know, a finger on the, the distinguishing traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are like little things I'd have to show. I'd have to really show you pictures of people. Yeah, you'd have and, to, because I've never you, heard this, of this. This woman uh, it does not uh, have any of those uh, traits. And again, I, I want to reiterate, it does not mean <laughs> ugly. <laughs> it just means like certain <laughs> things that you can tell when you say, like you see somebody, you're like, you're from Saskatoon, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, they're from Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, by the way, the Paris of the Prairies. That's what it's called. And that is not a lie. It's gorgeous. Okay. Uh, Saskatchewan's a very, like, it's known for being like, when your dog runs away, you can see it for a week straight. <laughs> you know, that's the old joke because it's <laughs> okay. so flat. And there are lots of uh, just like so much just farm field that just goes on forever and ever. Sounds like, like Nebraska. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nebraska is a good uh, uh, comparison. Um, but they also have some beautiful lakes there and great fishing, Lac La Ronge. I used to go to uh, Prince Albert National Park with my family. And there's a Lake Waska Sioux that's got this, like a full resort town in the middle of it. Um, but also like Joni Mitchell's done paintings of like the way oh. the uh, the um, uh, like the, the cut crops kind of poke out over the uh, the fresh snow and stuff. It's just this beautiful kind of golden hue. Ah, Saskatchewan. Visit beautiful Saskatchewan. (laughs) 
Do you, do, do you have a gig coming up for the tourist no, board of Saskatchewan? No, you know, my dad's from Saskatchewan and, and uh, I bust his, like he, he calls me and says I'm from Lotus Land all the time. And, I, and I'll be like, well, you know, just, and I'll try to let it roll off my shoulder, but then just casually, well, well how are things different in fuck your cousin land? You know, kind of <laughs> but it really is. It, it's, it's, um, uh, Regina is not as nice as Regina, in my experience, honestly, now that I've said all this, yeah. it's kind of the more boring because it, it's the uh, it's a capital. It's a government town. Right. Saskatoon is is of the two big cities in Saskatchewan. The one that I would recommend people visit. All right. So Elise Levesque here mm-hmm. began acting at the age of 11. And I was hoping you know what this is, but she began acting at the age of 11 when she became part of the repertory company for the acclaimed children's television series, Incredible Story Studio. Hmm. I've never heard of Incredible Story Studio. Christine, okay. have you ever heard of this? No, that's too 0 for 2 in this room. Okay, well, maybe, well, I, I saved this one as best for last, buddy. Yeah. Because Elise Levesque, mm-hmm. nine seasons or something on Stargate Universe. Hey, that's awesome. I was on <laughs> I, I was on Stargate SG-1, an episode of Stargate SG-1. I was... Uh, uh uh what was i um protester something uh angry protester and i came busting into a room with Bo bridges and one of the other uh the main girl whose name i can't recall and my my line was i said it twice was no security without freedom and then i got uh kind of zapped with one of their um you know space sticks <laughs> and, it, and it and it made me it like pass out and that was it and i got dragged out of the room <laughs> pretty sweet eh yeah sounds awesome I yeah, remember stargate we... no man stargate looked after uh vancouver and uh, bc film for a long time yeah well much like these shows do too yeah well. oh they yeah really and the same with these these shows that we're talking about now are doing as well for sure yeah so they get to camelot and we see the sword in the stone and we see jesus arthur because king arthur <laughs> looks right. like jesus here I mean... right and that's not uncommon that's not uncommon did you did you ever get to take uh, any or learn about or have to take a course on any Arthurian texts? Never a course, year? never a course, yeah. but, but I watched um, a lot of Joseph Campbell teaching about Arthurian legend. Right. Right. Back in the day. Right. So, so, so you know, like, yeah, it's going to have that kind of Christian kind of mm-hmm. undertones and things like that. I really recommend uh, it's, uh, the Thomas Mallory version, especially um, the the uh, uh, Tristan and Isolde, like that little, um, cause there's so many like books of books of, you know, different nights and different, you know, mm-hmm. that goes off in a different directions and some are better than others, but man, whew, it is action packed. And the Sir Gawain and the Green Knight story. You ever heard that story? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's something else too. And like to learn about how that, you know, there's some sort of, there are like mathematics to it. Like it talks about the five virtues and how like this, everything is based on fives ever since then. And it's like, it's really fascinating. Mm. And just, um, yeah, I loved medieval literature. I loved, I loved it more than, I remember I had to study some 19th century literature and that just has an age terrible. It's weird how things from like, you know, 500 years earlier, still stand up and then something from just like 200 years ago is like garbaggio <laughs> a lot of it is there's a lot i remember reading from that time period i had to read in school that i liked but right. i still think holds up i can't think of any off the top of my head to be perfectly honest with you like mm. i'm like so, hmm, 
Would Tale of Two Cities hold up? That's 19th century, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but that's like like something, you know, that's an outlier of sorts. Oh yeah, so it's the first one I could think of. Like, that, I think that's 18th century too, right? Because then we're talking about a French Revolution. Well, they're talk, talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. I never got to read that. Oh, I really enjoy the first half of the book is boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then when the French Revolution happens, I couldn't put the fucking book down. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. I think Copperfield, David Copperfield is the only Dickens mm. I ever encountered. I had to read that. A long, yeah. So Jesus Arthur <laughs> is looking for the Black Knight. And, yeah. uh, and Ray's talking uh, to him about Camelot and, uh, that there's a great evil that they're chasing and a great evil has come here to sit my friends join my royal court and i i was kind of geeking out on the whole it's a team up of sorts the knights of the round table are teaming up with the legends of tomorrow the legends yeah in my 12 year old Mm -hmm. head i'm like that's awesome yeah 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 sure yeah like it feels like uh like a fun star trek episode right yes and it is and it's again it's like that set piece that we are kind of hoping for that or Mm -hmm. that we hope for that or that we get every once in a while, but that we hope is going to be good. And it was. Yeah. And the great evil is that something has been bewitching his knights and sending him over to the forces of evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> then we find that find out he sends for Merlin and we find out it's Stargirl. Yeah. yeah. Which I and thought was a nice beautiful. reveal. Yeah. And so there was Stargirl on uh, the Wave Rider and she explains about the JSA's <laughs> final mission. And uh, the one we uh, we heard about with Lance Henriksen a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. and they were they had to retrieve the Spear of Destiny. Uh, Rip showed up to help them, and they decided to break it into the pieces and take them all through a time. And they made the oath to protect them. That's the last thing the Justice Society did was sacrifice themselves to protect these pieces. Yeah, and uh, which holds up with a lot of different Justice Society stories done uh, in the past. Like mm-hmm. one where the Justice Society disappeared because they've been in another dimension fighting against an evil god for decades and decades, and if they ever stop, it's the mm-hmm. end of the world. You know what's and, uh, what's on. what's the DC universe's history uh, like? Just kind of generalizing or generally speaking uh, of using uh, King Arthur. You know what? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's very. I think it's very depends on the comic sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Much okay. Well, okay. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's dissimilar to the way Marvel had. Like, well, remember they had Excalibur and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I just thought of the one example is the character of the demon. Yep. Is from Arthurian lore. Cool. And Morgan Le Fay's in it, and and Merlin is part of it. So there's that. Right, and there's a Morgan Le Fay that shows up in Doctor Strange comics, right? Oh yeah, she's Morgan Le Fay's a big time Avengers villain, right? Uh, in Marvel too, it's it's one of those you know, yeah, you, know, you can't anyone can use these characters, you right? Know, right, you copyright that shit, but which cool. I, I love that you can see lots of different takes because that's how they used to do shit like that in the DC comics. It was like, oh, whatever happened in Superman doesn't really mean affect what happened in say Flash. So if, back in the '60s, if they all interacted with King King Arthur at some point, right? They right. probably did. I'm sure yeah. Superman met King Arthur on more than one occasion. He met yeah. Samson and Hercules, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Why, you just shattered the stone when we had been trying to remove that sword. Yes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. So, here's where she talks about turning it into Camelot, because you get a big exposition dump about the last mission, plus that she turned this town into Camelot. 
So they're back in the Camelot and Jax is chowing down. They're all having a good time. Sarah and Guinevere are flirting in a way. And I, they do it. Yeah, very they, good. It's very good. That it's and it's, subtle. You know, you know what? Yeah, it was so subtle of them yeah. going. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm into chips. And the and the extra looks from that mm -hmm. that actress, so good, man. It yeah. wasn't just like I want to get on you. It was like, wow, I kind of am in love with you. Like I'm falling for you right now. I've never seen a woman like this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was really, really well done. Um, I will say in terms of like how they handled that really well, I feel like I'm skipping ahead, but when it gets yeah, go to the thing where like, you gotta stand up for yourself and show that girls do this too. Like that's what I was kind of like, <laughs> then it kind of got into the kind of clunky stuff that they do in handling these uh, kind of progressive issues. But otherwise uh, I really loved the way they handled the relationship between the two of them. And again, as clunky as it is for the most part on general american tv of this ilk which is being aimed at a younger audience as well as the geeks like me it's yeah. like it's i i always say a little more well a for effort because it's yeah but I, like it's not uncommon it's not a, it's not like i think I, like, we grow to expect it at this point with with all of these shows yeah I like even uh, dc or marvel again like well, they, they're always gonna... you know what it is with me i'm sorry it's 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 the comic book genre in general i'm not talking about all uh, television of course i'm talking about yeah. the comic book genre mm -hmm. uh, and they're just catching up <laughs> you think so i yeah. think they usually yeah. uh, are, are ahead of the game yes the, in recent years they have been but <clears throat> like north star like how long time. ago was that man that was like early 90s yeah then what you know and that was yeah, there's been like different little things, but they're they're they're. I think comics are far more progressive, especially superhero comics, generally speaking, than because uh, they they've always have the they're always trying different things because it's worked for them. Mm -hmm. It's been a marketable thing to do, um, right? I remember the oh gosh, what was the name of that? There was a Marvel Knights um, series. This is probably getting close to about maybe 20 years ago he's the rawhide kid remember that remember and that that, went, that yeah. went full on uh, kind of thing like no i would i would posit that that i i really do think that that's it is uh and the a superhero lot of genre is kind of the one that kind of uh is worn that and that badge loudly and i think has been the kind of the ones that that kind of lead the way in terms of pop culture with that in some ways, yes. Some ways, I just, I'm just, I'm very deep in with how the problematic comics can be. If you yeah. look at them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the Rawhide Kid thing is a good example because I remember Rawhide Kid. I loved Rawhide Kid. He was, he was my only Western hero I liked. Yeah, uh, I don't know I much about him. I just know that they went full, um, just really went really gay with them. Super gay, and, and the yeah. covers were hilarious. But the content, some, uh, I, some gay people found gay people found it offensive. Like, yeah. You know, so, you know, yeah, okay, your heart's in the right place. We're trying to piss off people by making the rawhide kid a, a super, you know, Captain, Captain Kirky gay cowboy. But mm -hmm. the del and the art looked great, but the delivery was, again, clunky, much like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. we're dealing with here. At least yes. I thought so. Yeah. I love the covers. The covers were enough to just make some guys uncomfortable. Which and I think that's what I, I guess I around about that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not at the stage where I'm going to give them cookies for going for it now anymore you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but i like i like uh the way that they're 
you can still put in these things that are middle fingers. Like anytime someone sees two women kissing on screen, there are there is a, a part of the population that's going to be shocked, and you're going to get letters. There, there's not that part of the population. So. Not many of them are watching DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Well, a, but couple they might are, a couple are. A couple are. I, I quoted oh, yeah. them for later. <laughs> sure, but but they're going to. And generally speaking, um, and nowadays it's not the same it's not going to have the same impact as it did when right, it happened right. on uh these shows around that same era talking about the raw mm-hmm. idea or even earlier um so uh i'll when i see it work as i do as i as i will when i like i said i think that the ending the way they wrap this thing up was great um but when it when it gets to i think and I, and this is a common thing when they do kind of do just like that kind of empty here we go buddy buddha jedge-esque kind of platitudes <laughs> about about what it means to be a strong girl and stuff and i'm gonna call it out mm-hmm, i get it yeah and uh God, there you go check check both of them off dude i didn't even have that one ready mother i thought you know i thought i thought now that you know the, the election's over we could get back no you still got a buddha judge me you motherfucker <laughs> so Guinevere tells Sarah that she, you know, she's like, but I support Arthur's cause. And where is he now? And she's like, oh, he's off doing something. And he's fighting the Black Knight and he loses. Mm-hmm. And the Black Knight is Damien Dark. Damien Dark. Yeah, I nice reveal. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. And because it makes f- sense, makes perfect sense. Well, as again, this is like a really good uh, 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 next generation episode, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, I guess the concept is it's not exactly oh, yeah, the same, exactly. but yeah. But you're able to throw in, uh, oh, and that's who the villain is. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, well, in Dark, it, it, this is the first of a tradition of Damien Dark being a villain who also enjoys dressing up in the, yeah, yeah. In the time period. <laughs> he's, he's like in. the anti, he's the anti-Ralph. He, he is, yeah. he does. Well, yeah. I'm just telling you, expect to see Damien Dark in all kinds of fucking costumes. Cool. And then uh, maybe some more fights like that last one. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Because he's he's the psychopathic supervillain who's having fun traveling through time. Right. I get right. to dress up like a knight? God, this That's is great. Cool. That's cool. I mean, he's got a second lease on life. Can you blame the guy? He thought mm-hmm. he was dead. <laughs> no, he's like, I'm gonna enjoy every minute of this. I made that a makes promise sense. to myself. Yeah, it makes yeah, good sense. for him. Good for him. I'd like to, <laughs> if we can get some brightness. If 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 we haven't learned anything in the last few days, Johnny, mm-hmm. if we can't get some brightness into the world of Damien Dark, then what can we do? <laughs> so evil rips there, and he's all dressed in black, and I just he looks. Remember, I said that I don't want to see uh, Arthur Darvel play a villain. On yes. like a series right here yeah and he's he just yeah. he's so mad scientist I yeah love- this is the highlight of him him in this series man has been this yeah yeah and he's got and i mind, didn't hate i didn't hate device. all of all of his stuff before i just thought there were some ups and deaths yeah. well of course there were mm-hmm. <laughs> mournful mournful rip from the first season could be a little much yeah. <laughs> but um psychopathic murderer rip a-okay mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. and they put the mind control device on Arthur, then we're back at the party where Ray is fanboying Sir Galahad. And yeah. Like tells a dumb fart joke. You know, this is a, this is rough, yeah. <laughs> rough stuff. And but we're saved because Arthur enters, having captured the Black Knight. But it's a trap, and Damian Dark reveals himself. And the way he, when he sees the legends, he goes, "Oh, hi guys." Yeah, it's I, really I see you've good. met my friend Arthur here. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> uh, he, he gets the line to Guinevere to, to saying that you know, Arthur's mind's gone. He's like, the king has left the building. What? You don't get my reference? Yeah, yeah. Uh, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. 
So the legend fights team up and have a big fight. And Arthur kills Sir Galahad. And Damien Dark picks up a goblet and he's drinking. And he gives them an ultimatum to give us the piece of the spear or, or in, in 24 hours or we combat mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I like that he puts it, the, the, the uh, blade to his own throat. Was this at that part or was mm-hmm. that later? Yeah, yeah. And Ray picks up Sir Galahad's sword because Ray Palmer is going to take Sir Galahad's place as a knight of the round table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. part of me goes... It depends on my mood watching this. I mean, yeah. oh, I, think, I find Rach inspirational here with his childlike innocence. No. But then I go, no, he's he's acting like a child. No. Yeah, and you can't, like, that's what I mean. You can't, like, at this point in this, like, effort that they are involved in, we listen to that thing at the start of everything. You got to be legends. You got to recognize your role here. He you can't all of a sudden. I can't. I can't say no to my twelve-year-old self. If I d- d- betrayed my twelve-year-old self, I'd be doing it. <laughs> Shut up! That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> so they come back from commercial, and they're just they're cleaning up the party, but there's bodies. <laughs> it just made me fucking laugh. It's like, where is this? Well, in back in the in the castle. Right, right, right. After the fight, just like they're sweeping up and putting yeah. sheets on people. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> rough. <laughs> A typical Friday night in Star Girls Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is what you want. This is the Camelot you want to live in. <laughs> just trying to imagine a Trump like rise in there in that, in that era. Look at this. Look at this mess. This is not good. Well, a lot of people are saying this is not good. This is not good. It's bad. In fact, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> so they explained everything to Stargirl. And they said, we need the spear, piece of the spear. And she won't give it to him. And Maya's like, we, we need the fucking spear. She's like, oh, I swore my oath that I wouldn't give it. This, this part didn't make any sense. Because her turnaround and going, oh, you can have it anyway. It's like... Stargirl's because Stargirl doesn't want to leave her Camelot because her and King Arthur are in love, right? So, but she made an oath that she has to protect the spear, mm-hmm. so she can't. So she has to go with the spear for the rest of her life. Which, well, just give it to fucking Amaya. That that's the part that didn't make. And then and then they talk yeah. their way out of that. Real. It quick. also, I guess, because it's all like made up. The fact that she's able to just take the sword out of there, no problem. Like, I was hoping she'd turn into... That would have been a nice little subplot or quick little thing here that could have proved something and maybe made the the Adam story a bit better if, he, if like, maybe he's the only one who can pull it out because he does prove that he is. Well, maybe there is something to being pure of heart you know what i mean oh yeah that's good like then that could have that could have made his arc a bit better here but it's just like remember this (laughs) remember this remember this legend where it's impossible to take a sword out of the stone here you go no sweat because i'm a gorilla well no she used all of her i know i know it just would have been nice the only thing she didn't use was the seal because i didn't hear (laughs) she just flaps at it that's not gonna work maybe i could try something else she tries to fly away with it nope wait what if they all team up i like that (laughs) Just a bunch of different animals, and she's just making crazy sounds. And Sarah's just (laughs) looking at her. Maybe we should try Ray. (laughs) And I got hold on, I got it. (laughs) 
was that an elephant it was an elephant know. thank you I, I no that's what, no that's what she's asking her she's like, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm trying anything so we're back with stein has the gizmo jacks knows he stole it he's like so it's a good thing i did because this is going to help us because because of, of the mind control yeah fucking device so yeah they just did that all just to so they could have McRoy go, I could smell. So they have that tech. So they have that tech, which is fine. But like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. But I guess you're right. But I think Stein it is says, just to have, yeah, to get them a little closer. But they, they figure out, so they need to test it. And Stein's like, well, of course, we're going to use my superior brain. And uh, mm-hmm. he's going to try to control a, a pliable brain like you, Mr. Rory, who in this episode, he's not eating so much as drinking. Drinking, he's, yeah. <laughs> I, think they do, I think he does mention being hungry at some point, doesn't he? Oh, he says he's hungry. But yeah, he's he stands up. He, gets, he says he's hungry and he stands up. So they do. The, hey, man, it, he's it, still it, a fat fuck <laughs> in the writer's room's mind. <laughs> Collective mind of the writer's room. <laughs> so it doesn't work and Mick takes it off and it turns on because they know the evil army's coming and he cut to commercial and Stein says we need to let the, the, everyone know they're coming for Camelot and I was like ooh I'm coming for Camelot so far in this episode <laughs> <laughs> so we got Rip and Dark with mind controlled Arthur he's like hey how you doing Sir Drools a lot yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking dumb, but I don't know. He, that guy Neil Cat Neil can deliver anything and make me laugh. Yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of those actors. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he does it. And uh, Rip showing that he's controlling the army and Dark's annoying with them. We'll come back to that later. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, Guinevere giving a speech to the troops. Yeah, and Ray spellbound. And uh, I thought she was great. Yeah, and, what's your take on uh, Braveheart the film? Okay, it's complicated. Um, when I first saw Braveheart, removing removing uh, the, the 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 creator from it and, and any sort of feeling. Okay, can it. I remove the the even at the time the the gay killing bashing part right. of it? That right. No, really... no, no. That's part of the that's a legit <laughs> critique, right? That's part of the the movie itself. That yeah. yeah. When I first watched that movie, I was enjoying the shit out of that movie. To be mm-hmm. honest, I was roused. Yeah. Just like everybody else. Yeah. And I didn't see it in the theater. Me and my wife, my wife and I watched it at home. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then I was thinking, this is a little long. Mm-hmm. And then I remember thinking, oh, why is he fucking her? Because isn't this, isn't this supposed to be he's his fighting for his lost love? But in this, oh, I'm going to get me some pussy too over here. And I was like, yeah. And then the gay bashing thing. And yeah. And then at the end, I was like, yeah, okay. By the, yeah. By yeah, the end, me like, too. Fine. I think I'd heard too much about it, maybe. Yeah. I, I think, and, and like, yeah, has all those kind of flaws. It's and super long. I thought so too. But yeah, uh, really accomplished battle scenes. The battle and scenes were great. Like yeah. you can get like understand why like super iconic. Um, you know those inspirational thing, which has been copied by everybody and their dogs since of that that first long speech there, right? Mm-hmm. Including what we saw today. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I feel really forgettable, man. Like uh, I'm, I haven't watched it since, and and I'm not drawn to see it. No, I, I mean, think that there, it's between that and I don't know what you feel about this as well, but for me, it's between that and the Shawshank Redemption in terms of movies that are just celebrated a little too much in my mind. Okay, well, I know. The, yeah, here's the thing with Shawshank. Number, first of all, Braveheart. If you if you need that fix, 
uh, go with the other movie that came out that year, Rob Roy with Liam Neeson. It's right. better. Right, much, right, much. right, right. And uh, um, what was the other one? Uh, Shawshank. 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 He's the name of Shawshank. People are so sick of Shawshank because of how the, the blowback on Shawshank, I think, is mainly derived from the fact that it was on TV constantly at least here it was yeah pbs and tnt sure and people got flipped on it now i'm not do i think it's the greatest movie of all time no right but i rewatched it but i love that movie i love it oh yes it's perfectly fine it's a great triumph of the human spirit story yeah i adore there's like 75 of those (laughs) do you know what i mean of the same sort of quality that don't get put up on the same uh, pedestal you know what i mean uh, yeah, i know but again you know and, and here's the thing about shawshank that makes it even more interesting that wasn't a hit that movie yeah, wasn't it was by the end it was no. by the end it, no, wasn't, it, was it, it wasn't a big blockbuster yeah yeah but but, but like that, you know that happens with uh, you know that happens with a lot of those kinds of kinds of movies you know what i mean and i have um, such fond memory I, here's here's a fond memory i have of shawshank they're always gonna stick with me yeah uh because i think sometimes these emotional things sometimes be like oh that's why i think it's great and everyone can go fuck themselves is <laughs> me and my wife watched it and we loved it and we were super stoned at the time you know so mm-hmm. like, oh this is great the next night we're having a bunch of our friends over on a saturday to just play cards and listen to the dead and we were like, hey, man, you guys got to watch this movie. And they're like, okay. And everyone got high, you know, and uh, watched it. And I just was sitting there waiting, waiting to watch all their reactions when The Rock went through the fucking poster. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. And sure as shit, as soon as it happened, the, my entire living room popped. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, that yeah. felt so good. Yeah, that's what it is, man. That's great. But is that entirely dissimilar to the, so the last dance in the full monty do you know what i mean i like love the people stand up same thing do you know what i mean yeah but that's like full monty's not the best film ever made but it's no, a great but i think movie, it's hilarious it's See, that's what i think those are the same kind that's the same type of film that creates the same gets you to that same level has the same message just kind of packaged in a different way and as great as they are little cookie cutter you know what i mean that's all yeah, I'm saying. Well, you know what? I like cookies. And that's fine. Oh, so do I. Hey, who doesn't love a good cookie, mate? But but don't act, I, I guess don't act like it's the Godfather part two, is what I'm saying. And that's and I think that's what gets attached to Shawshank sometimes. And and uh, it's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I, I gotta tell you, I prefer Godfather one to Godfather yes, two. Sure. Or Godfather, whatever one, whichever one. I don't want to go off on a different, yeah, uh, <laughs> different way. I, I love too. Godfather too, but everyone's yeah. like, it's the better, it's it's one of the sequels that's better than the original. I, was like, I can oh, see I can, I can see, see, it, see but... arguments on either side. I think they're mm-hmm. both I think they're both top five all time American films, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh Shawshank, you're not in the top hundred. Sorry, guys. All right, so let's get this to the break because yes, her heart's in Camelot. She's in love with Arthur, all that bullshit. Uh, uh, she relents, gives Amaya the piece because yeah, she used her animal powers to get the fuck out, like we said, <laughs> motherfucker. Had to and be a gorilla. It's and Sarah. Is that is that just their symbol of brute strength? I guess brute strength. Well, the, yeah. If it had been just gorilla, it would silly. But you saw they they showed all of them. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, she had to use all of her powers. And just face it, it's not the real sword in the stone that's enchanted. It's I know, Star Girls. I know, I know, but it would have been a nice touch. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, but all this leads to Sarah just being able to deliver the line. 
let's boogie. Yeah. And then we have Dark, and he's telling off Rip because Rip's getting full of himself. He's like, why don't we just attack him? He's like, let me tell you how an ultimatum works, you know, and explains his fucking strategy. Mm-hmm. So this is a good time to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. Uh, Travis, what else do we... We already talked about We got Mystery Sign... Uh, time. Mystery... Oh, shit. Mystery, Mystery Titans Titan Theater. Theater. Yeah, check it out we'll on YouTube. That's where we always got to make sure that people know that's on YouTube. That's not on here. Yeah, on it's on Plum. YouTube. Not on here on the Plum Podcast Network. That we love. But what is on the Plum Podcast Network? Uh, I'm happy to report a week from now, uh, uh, former and I guess, as we're going to say, future guest here of Yours, Mind, and the Truth, Brad McNeil. I did an episode with him maybe four or five back. Is like really been itching to talk about what we are calling. And I love the idea. It's called the 100th Luft Balloon, which is to say we're going to talk about three soundtracks or three pairs of soundtracks they both had it they all have volume one and volume two from three films that all kind of came out around the same time okay and they all in the films each one of these films had the song 99 luft balloons in it oh, okay and they all had two volumes of sound of original soundtracks but never had 99 luft balloons on the soundtrack and we're going to look into why that was was but we're also going to look into these three films and their soundtracks and the uh, pick our favorite songs from them and talk about them. The, the, anyways, uh, can, it's, you, um, can you mention it's the wedding the singer? It's the wedding singer. Okay. It's uh, Gross Point Blank and it's Boogie Nights. All had oh, okay. all have two volumes of very very good soundtracks. I mean, we'll talk about which ones we think are better than the other ones and which songs stand out and which ones we have attachment to. And you know, we we both worked at Blockbuster together, so we'll get into that and how. Uh, we both had attachments to the film at that time and how we expressed those attachments <laughs> while working at said blockbuster. Oh, no, that's, you know, that's now that's what I'm tuning in for. You know, as far as our, your mind, uh, our, our musical tastes tend to differ. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear about two fucking movie snobs working at a goddamn video store. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I, when at the at the peak, full of, clerks. This when is, we're just, just yeah, Canadian pretty clerks, much, pretty much. When we when we first are like discovering how much we love uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson in particular, and uh, and uh, uh, I loved Gross Point Blank, and I was uh, I've I've, ta- I've told you how much I love uh, just John Cusack as an actor, especially at that time in my life. He's one. Of you know, my the favorites. funniest thing with me in that is Gross Point Blank came out. Me, my wife and I just never rented it. It was always on there. It was always a choice. Never mm-hmm. rented it just never got around to watching it i would hear people say hey it's great i was like oh i didn't watch that until i was in my early 40s and then i was like oh, i've been missing this my whole life what the yeah is wrong with me it's this so is- good man oh, it's so that great. really stands up and that's a movie that i could have expected um seeing again when i wasn't as so in love with just and wanting anything pulp fiction-ish to, uh-huh. that, that came out and I and I'm sure that there are other movies from that era that I probably if I do go back and watch that had that kind of uh, only probably got the green light because of Pulp Fiction's success that haven't aged as mm. well. But that is great. That movie is really good. Oh, there was a ton. I tried. I tried to watch Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. Yeah, and I was perfect. Just like, oh, perfect. That, I, I Our, uh, two days in the valley. Yeah, no, yeah could yeah, get through yeah, that one either. Yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah. So I got nothing else but this show, Gideon guys. So thanks for listening, everybody. Spread the word however you can. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, let people know. You know, it's on. We're on Spotify too. Didn't even know yeah. that. I'm so terrible. Oh really? Awesome. Listen. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. You can listen Crazy. to us on Spotify. Brad. Uh, you know. As you know, the only thing we, I've, I've been uh, the uh, been doing my life is is 
just Mario themed video games. And but also we we've, we've been watching um uh first two episodes of Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, really I mean, I don't have to love the first that. one. Really, really good stuff. I like the turn that it took in this next one. It gets a little weird. It gets like the, the kind of sci-fi weird that that mm. uh, that I like that you don't that you don't usually attach to Star Wars. Hey, all I know is that all I know is that Raylan from fucking Justified is on Tatooine, and yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, wearing wearing Boba Fett's armor. What the fuck? Yeah, Timothy Olafantastic is what yeah. I call yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never been. I've like been pretty indifferent to that guy. My, but then he shows up and it's very well cast. I like oh, that he's a little you, too handsome. You know you what never, I mean? Have you ever seen Justified? My never friend? watched it. No, no, no. Justified is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. It's so so good. But you, so, I mean, should we give a, you recognize who that is at the end of that first episode, right? Yeah, it's Boba Fett. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if that is. Uh, yeah. Like, it took me a minute there. It's like, oh, no, wait, that is an older Tamara Morrison. Goodness gracious. There we go. Okay. Now we got something. So, before we get back to the show, I am DV Curious. Here we go. Here, Oh, here we go. <laughs> We're going to see. I'm going to see. You know, I, I love it when you, I accidentally read something you agree with. So, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but first, we've got goofs. <laughs> Arthur's coat of arms was not three lions, but the pen dragon. See your face, see your face in every reflection. <laughs> every time I, every time I hear the song, just any song, any beautiful song, any song that makes me smile. Yeah. I see, I think of her. <laughs> then I, I, I fall into some roller skates and go off a cliff. And I'm in traction for a while. <laughs> Just thinking we'll of talk her. about the recovery room. They don't have any of those recovery room goof. <laughs> It's the, it's the same room she died in. He's just haunted. Oh, God. Just, just a life of tragedy. And here we are lapping it up. So <laughs> seven out of eight people found this interesting. Mm. Um, um, but no woman would be wearing armor or bearing arms is a goof and one out of six found that interesting so that's that's pretty good mm -hmm. not bad not so bad one okay obviously there were some people including mr armor guy yep who had some problems with the uh the, the ladies kissing in this Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, I was I'm, expecting. Yeah. Okay. But and there's one that I think might be one of the ones where you're going to go, let's see about their point. Okay. But there's, I got, this is, let's start out with this one. Is I just picked this line from the review. And of course, at the end of this episode, the writer simply had to get his BLTQ agenda into the story. Do people do that? Do they do that on the right? Is that another joke on the right? No, is that no, a that's an, joke that's, on the right? Or is that just an accident that this guy came up with? No, that guy just doesn't know his, his abbreviation. <laughs> you think so? Either that's that, no, not either that. bad. Wait, hold on that's a second. Were there, any, were there any BLTs at the feast in Camelot? Because... <laughs> See, that could be, no, that might be a trope. Man, that could be, a, I mean, that's bigoted as, as fuck, obviously, if it is a trope, but that's not bad. Because <laughs> I thought, we all thought that the right only never... has one shitty joke, right? Is like, <laughs> I identify as an attack helicopter. Shut the fuck up. It, you, they just tell that joke in different ways. Mm -hmm. But this BLTQ is not bad. I gotta tip my ass. I, just think, I don't think that was on purpose. I know, I don't think it was either. <laughs> 
It's just like it's just like ordering a fucking sandwich. It's all a choice. You know what I mean? It would fit. It would fit with their bigotry. Hey, Travis, uh, I'm sorry. Travis, you have I'm giving ideas. You have, you have no idea how long since we started this show and I started doing the IMDb bullshit. Yeah. How long I have been sitting on BLTQ agenda. <laughs> Glad, man. <laughs> oh my god that is wonderful that is wonderful okay from another review igno- i sound like what's his name um uh, uh sprockets uh dita from sprockets where they turn where they were watching <laughs> like it was like germany's most disturbing home videos and it's like somebody getting hit in the nuts and and vomiting and he says <laughs> his agony is gorgeous and in, in this case in this case his ignorance is gorgeous <laughs> speaking of that i didn't check it out um was saturday night live awful last night i didn't watch i saw two minutes of Chappelle's stand-up that i liked because that's what i'm I'm only interested in yeah and i heard from a friend who said there's actually uh there's an aunt jemima sketch that's good and there's a nintendo anniversary sketch that is good and so i'll I'll look those two up and i'll come because i'm not i I just don't want to watch it oh and here's the thing though here's the thing there's something else i saw yeah and thank God we don't have to uh, deal with this anymore is Alec Baldwin's Trump impression is gone. Yeah. Hopefully. I hopefully. And you know what he did? Did you know what? Did you see what he did? Holding okay. that sign. The sign, you know what the sign said? You're welcome. You're welcome. As if his four years of portraying Trump with his terrible impression Awful. is, is it helped. Anyway, helped. Fuck the, off. What a fucking asshole. What a fucking asshole. I'm glad <laughs> you recognize that. What a fucking asshole. And I said from oh my day God. one, his impression sucked. I was like, it's... Yeah. Ugh, but also, what? yeah. Yeah, we did it, guys. The guy that, who was on just, just, you know, six months before he was fucking elected or whatever. Go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, man. okay. We, <laughs> we move on to it. We move into our second, <laughs> the second uh, 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 review here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm picking lines, and of course, Guinevere is an LGBT. Yeah. Every four out of five women was an LGBT in history. I think they're exaggerating this PC thing on this show. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I can see that. That's not, right. That sounds like your stereotypical, um, you know triggered righty who's triggered by this sjw bullshit that mm-hmm. this sounds like something we'd expect yes okay now this one i purposely picked because i think you can actually have your fun with this like you you do sometimes with like yes. i think the person has a point okay because um, i disagree with this uh, with this just because okay the premise is does sarah really have to be captain kirk and get it on with every skirt she finds skirt mm-hmm. <laughs> joe biden wrote this <laughs> <laughs> yay yeah, yeah, yeah. i like that he, there you go that's that's, that's not a, a consistent that's been consistent but not as consistent as you <laughs> but i like that it shows up that's funny but, so i'm all about watching sarah lance captain kirk get through time and space because i grew up watching that and i like that and i don't care who's fucking doing it is that what that's what this guy's saying and that's what i'm saying oh, okay and uh, like i'm all about will Riker. will Riker with a beard that big bear will Riker. oof yeah. <laughs> sure you just want to cuddle up with that guy sure <laughs> and so anyways he says 
seriously, how is that different from when a male captain does it? Isn't is that not demeaning towards women because it's LGBTQ friendly? P.S. Uh, okay. No. Well, like, see, I see it as like, especially like she's not like out there looking for poon. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> no, not like not like, really like she's like, here's gonna be another opportunity for so many. Oh, only damsels. You know what damsel means? Look up the definition. <laughs> Y'all know what a chest to see belt is. Well, I know what it. <laughs> like come on she's and and like this is why i liked the way that i I think it's i think it's if they are handling i think the guy i think people saying she shouldn't be just another captain kirk is a good point because you know we should we should be past that just somebody's like yeah just going in there and getting some and blah 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 because and then i would say that she's not she's she she's the one who was ready to like hey yeah no i can tell that that there's a connection here but we got a job to do let's get out of here yeah. but then he's like hey man and i think on, this has been three on. times I like, I like that ray's like go back go back come yeah. on okay like, that's awesome that's real man like in that field that doesn't feel like a, a sort of of somebody and maybe it will turn into something where she does get a get a kind of a, a taste for it but but right now okay, well, as I'm of not, now i have yeah. no problem with how she's doing it yeah, yeah me, me neither and just to it's not spoiling anything this behavior evolves into meeting the love of the life. Who yeah, is, yeah, cool, uh, great, on great. the show, yeah. you know, it, that's fine because that's the kind of person she is. She's a, she's not, she's not the kind of person who is 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 interested in that. She's not a, she's not a Captain Kirk. She's a captain just because she's a leader. Yeah, and it has people falling for her uh, along the way. Like, hey, come man, on, look at her. That's a burden we all bear, man. That's a Johnny. You and I have have had to deal with that our whole life. My whole life, like, everywhere dude. we go, a, a trail of broken life. hearts. Oh, believe <laughs> when I tell women that I do a Legends of Tomorrow podcast, it's a panty dropper, yeah. my friend. <laughs> See, not me. For me, it's more like lockets. Like they want to put a picture <laughs> of me in a locket. That's what I'm saying. You're more What's... of a Kurt guy. I'm more of a. I'm more of a Riker. I think I'm more of a Riker yes, guy. Yes. Totally. <laughs> and Harry. Oh, so let me. And then here's, here's the, the end of this. P.S. Don't kid yourselves. There were no warrior queens in that period, as much as I would have liked that. And altering history to boost children's self esteem and force gender equality and representation in the medieval times is just bad parenting, if you ask me. Bad parenting. Yeah, better, show, better, better show them how bad it was. And why things needed and still need to be changed. I guess he got a little bit interesting there to show that. Oh no, he don't know. He comes from a good place. Like yeah. oh. <laughs> the bad parenting line was right. like, really? Get out of town, dork. <laughs> so we're cutting back to Ray being twelve because what twelve? The twelve year old is going to be a knight because he's putting on his armor to get ready to go fight. He makes himself a lightsaber. Yep. And one of the knights says, oh, a saber made of light. And Ray yeah, starts yeah, yeah. doing this line about it. He's yeah. like, well, you better not yeah. say that because uh, the trademark. And Nate gets, just gets in. He goes, trademark? What the fuck is wrong with you? And yeah. his, yeah. again. Still, still. I, I still want to move past that. I still want to move past that. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just want to talk <laughs> about it anymore. Oh, I get it. I get sorry. it. Okay. I just, sorry. I just like, like, I feel like they really kind of, they still are clumsy with when they try to point out that they're making references and stuff. I, I, uh, I, I I, okay, I, well, I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> sum it up with this. I'll sum it up with this because we have the callback. Do you remember the picture in the book 
from episode one of Ray yes. getting knighted. Yes. He sees that that's changed to Ray being dead. Right. You know, we'll just get to that. And because he's been knighted as Sir Raymond of Palms. Yes. Sarah. Is that like that, that as in like the hotel in uh, Vegas? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're thinking about, I hadn't been to Reno since I was a kid with my parents like i was really young i got to meet the mgm lion there and we're starting to think about like now that you know it looks like it looks like we could it it, uh, like again this is this could be presumptuous but it feels kind of like we could go to the states a little sooner than expected still a ways away still a ways away but it feels that way like we could (laughs) well no because we want to go to uh uh we have friends in san francisco and napa and stuff and for us it's a drive and it's just kind of a jaunt off to because, you know, Vegas is Looney Tunes too, right? But we'd be driving, right? We'd stop in Portland and things like that. So if we could make, we could go to Reno as well. And I think my my wife and my daughter would actually like it. Because I remember it as a kid, seeing like all those kind of flashy lights. It's kind of Vegas light, right? Oh, yes. Um, might be a, a fun. Have you ever go to Reno? You ever been to um, Reno in your life? I hear it's the biggest little city in the world, though. It is. It is. It's adorable. At least that's the way I remember it in my head, right? Like I, we got to stay at Circus Circus for goodness sake. I think I think that would be a lot of fun. Anyways, congratulations, America, for, for, for opening the door a little sooner. At least it feels like the first place that you want to go is fucking Reno. Yeah. Yep. What, what do you think about that? <laughs> So the legends are on the ship arguing about Ray because they're like, yeah, he made his own choice. And Mick's like, uh-uh, you know, I'm not going to go let him fight alone. And she's telling Mick to sit down and like, don't test me, Blondie. And Stein agrees and they all debate. It changes Amaya's mind. She's, the team should come first. Amaya, if you're a JSA member, your mind can be changed with one argument, apparently, because it happens twice in this fucking episode. Right. And so Sarah's like, okay, uh, oh, you guys go figure out the gizmo, Stein, Jackson, Mick, and uh, and Nate and Maya, you're with me. And she looks square at the camera, just right down the barrel, and says, "Ready to get medieval out there?" Just right at the kids sitting on the fucking couch. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some yeah, fourth yeah, wall sure. breaking shit right there. And so it turns out. That Mick's mind is stronger than Stein's because he can control Stein with the device. And they're like, we're going to let you know when it's time to take over the evil army. He's like, finally, I get to fulfill my destiny. And it's the field of battle. Big, giant sword fight, you know, Braveheart style, you know, like you mentioned. Yep, yep. Good. Look good. Yeah. Yep. And- nice, nice uh, choice of uh, location, especially. It was a really nice choice. I like the snow and trees for the kind of mano mano a mano between uh ray and uh oh, yeah, me too yeah uh, and they show a lot it gets bloody as fuck too it's covered in fucking blood and shit yeah. Yeah. amaya is straight up murdering motherfuckers with a sword left and right these poor knights who are under mind control sorry <laughs> motherfucker camelot yeah. forever <laughs> <laughs> and Stargirl's got the cosmic staff. So I always did, I mark out for that shit. And, you know, Nate's stealing up and he's sword fighting too. Mm-hmm. And they, they find Ray and they turn on the gizmo. And the way it works to turn off all their minds is like, Mick, give them all your trauma. And he goes, it's the, and as the, the machine's turning on and the shot is this little upshot, and he goes, 
poor babies and i was like Ooh, i yeah. really like that like you don't know what's coming because this guy is fucked up yeah <laughs> he's yeah. been chronos he's yeah been i guess up. yeah he's been a lot of everything that was a little weird i, I think like they could have done something different in terms uh, of whatever no. give them your trauma Give them your trauma. All your trauma. Well, I wrote all your trauma. They it was theirs was longer. But then it was, hey, they totally pulled. I'm sorry, man. Hate to say it, but they pulled a Phantom Menace on us there. This broken. (laughs) This a wonky. All the all the things just stopped working at the end of the fight. All the battle droids shut down. (laughs) You know what? Okay, I I left out some goofs or yeah of people really stretching to make star wars references of oh really this episode and yeah. what you just said my friend fits right in with the shit oh, I i'm sure that's a campbellism too where it's just like a, a like a mother like one thing like spell is broken and like the the army of dead stops fighting kind yes. of thing so yeah, i'm sure it's not like it's not just it but that's where i'd like it's of course i'm the you know my darky brain that's where <laughs> yeah. i go. so arthur's brain comes back on and he slashes rip hunter and fucks him up knocks him off his horse dark just looks at him and goes eh, i don't do rescues and fucking takes off pretty good pretty good because he's not worth anything to them anymore i like nope, that not and uh but Ray chases Dark into the woods and Sarah finds Rip and she tells him that I'm saving your life, you know, because she still thinks he can be saved. And they said, here's where she's covered in mud and blood. And I was like, well, I like that they didn't clean that up. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this, this would be messy. And But Ray and Dark have their sword fight. And I read somewhere, and I don't know when this quote uh, was from, but whenever it was from, Brandon Rouse said, this is his favorite scene he's, he did on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure it was a blast. Like anytime you get to learn, um, I had the I've I've had the fortune uh, to to be have been taught by like two really great choreographers for two separate fight scenes in my life. Oh. This is a long time ago. And anytime you get to put together something like that with another fellow actor is is like instant bonding man mm. it doesn't matter like uh what it is and, the, and then to have it all like because you work so up to it and then you get there oh i can imagine i can under, totally understand why and you get there and it's shot and you can tell oh, this is gonna look nice right mm-hmm. as soon as you can see it's snow with these trees and things so you're totally convinced you probably get you maybe he hadn't seen his um costume before and i was like oh yeah you get to put that on for the first time you mm-hmm. know what i mean like mm-hmm. I all these it. things like really contribute to creating just such an awesome energy for something like this but yeah yeah i get it that's cool well and this also is the start of and again not spoiling anything but we've already established that sarah has a relationship with dark mm-hmm. this is the beginning of the relationship of ray and dark which becomes a thing on this show all cool. the way up to the fucking uh, for a while let me just say okay. their okay. relationship progresses as well and starts right here where he's like give it up raymond you're a glorified nerd not a knight and uh that's pretty good he always starts because it's always raymond you know yeah. every time he sees him it's raymond yeah. and but ray wins the fight but nate uh not nate <laughs> nate wanted to shoot him with a gun but uh, uh dark shoots him with a laser gun nate finds him but ray's okay because he has his adam chest plate on yeah and uh so i guess that you that showed you maybe that does show you that he's got a bit of growth to him i was ha- i was uh, so it made me so happy to see that he got I guess, the, the, he got but, but also it made me happy 
to see that, but I was also the way they had gone with his character here. I was at the point where like, if they kill him off here and again, and he shows up again, as I said earlier, yeah. as these other versions, that's fine too. Cause I'm kind of, I was kind of, I was so sick of that, but this gave it like, this was the, the, uh, probably the best thing they could have done is to show, okay, yeah. he does still, even though he's able to indulge in this bullshit, he's still, he's not a got a safety idiot. net. He's got a safety net. Yeah, and, and then Nate, who's like the voice of that of, of your feelings <laughs> about Ray in this episode. Yeah, he he's Ray says, you know, you know, call me. He's like, his name's it's Sir Raymond of the Palms. Yeah. He's like, yeah, never gonna call you that, I'm buddy. Never and gonna leaves. Call you that buddy. And yes, leaves. yes, yeah, great. And leaves. You're right. <laughs> God bless him. God bless this guy. <laughs> if he had just said that and held mm-hmm. him still kind of funny the fact that his friend just got shot yeah and he yeah. says it now and drops him and leaves yeah. like that that was nice it cannot be said enough how much of uh just an injection of of something into this show that actor has been oh yeah nick zano and earlier yeah. in the episode with the, going back to the whole leper thing he gave a line delivery much like the i'm not an idiot i'm line. not an idiot yeah i think i might i can't remember what it was but, no it yeah. was because uh, guinevere says well your leper is going to have to stay outside the town wall and he's like I- I'm, not, I'm not a leper and <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny it was the, it was pretty much the same yeah thing. yeah, yeah. and yeah. i loved it i was like oh that's great he's good he's good and so here we go. They're back to Camelot. Now, Arthur Jesus and Stargirl are going to go fuck. And, uh, and Stargirl tells Amaya the legends seem to suit her. And uh, then they say, uh, where's Ray? He's like, oh, he's going to say goodbye to Guinevere. And they go, oh, Sarah said the same thing. And Nate and Amaya share a look like, uh-huh. Yeah, we know. We know what's going on. We know what Captain Kirk's doing. And they have their little scene. And this is so... I wonder how you feel with this line. I liked it because it mm-hmm. worked for the story. When Guinevere tells Sarah, she says, I will miss you, Sarah Lance, a lot. Yeah. And there he goes. I go, and she slowly gets it like, oh, now, so in this fake Camelot, that yeah. Stargirl, is there right? not a Lancelot? There's not a Lancelot. This is the is Lancelot. Is that what this means? Is that's that what, what that, that means? means? Yes, that's what that means. And I, I okay. like that. I like that. I guess. I, I guess mean, so. Yeah, yeah okay so, yeah i see what you're saying i have to think about that for a minute as to like how made this is how legends are formed and that works with what this uh you know series is mm-hmm. by definition they're legends they should walk into these actual legends hey you can tell me right now do they walk into other legends and kind of do this sort of thing it's like ah oh, that's where that legend sort of. came from. Okay. Sort that'd be of. pretty cool. They go into actual real legends and start uh, not, not fucking with the legends per se, but finding different ways as to, ha, ah, that's cute. Because I guess, as you say, yeah, this is cute. This is yeah. better than when they've tried to force in, you know, actual real illusions and things. Oh, oh well, eventually there's a season where they're having to deal with dealing with like mythological characters and that sort of thing and it leans into that it's not mm-hmm. you know they're not going to go back and you know to the greek myths and or anything like that you know yeah. that, that's not going to happen but those sorts of characters start appearing in this i already told you dionysus is in this you know yeah the, the, okay. as a frat boy yeah yeah so, right, right you know it gets more like that cool so you, it so it's close but no cigar so right. ray walks in hey hey <laughs> breaks it up like a dummy uh and her him and sarah are gonna leave though and he tells sarah 
come on every good legend ends with a kiss and they yeah burn. good stuff man. i liked it it was that's like, where i clapped great. my friend that's where i clapped i'm like great stuff there now you're there's that's called stick in the landing mm-hmm. even like even you've got these kind of like bumps along the road there kaboosh, you, you hit that one like perfectly wonderful there are tugged still on, people. tugged on the heartstrings man really did there are people some some like super fans of legends who still think possibly they could come back to this relationship yeah. I, I see i that's what i thought before she went back for the kiss but that because that but that felt like uh they put a bow on on this and they yeah they, if they would have left it open but, uh without that kind of thing and then they just could have come back like i never expected to see you again but I'm it, happy yeah. that you know what i mean you know well, that, it, that. if they did do it now it'd have to be like oh uh sarah it's been so long and she'd be like yeah this is my yeah. partner yeah yeah um, right 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 and she's got yeah i've also got a couple kids <laughs> you know they've all well, had to, look, sarah has, on with their lives well like i'm saying sarah has a partner now they ran into her again yeah like, no, i could create some interesting uh, dilemmas mm, so the wave rider's taken off and stein and mick are arguing he's like stein's like surely you know it's just the, the murky depths of your mind that proved vital and make you know the last the, the, the revolutionary war one he was always at the end of a candy bar right he's always at the end of a beer everything is one drink crunch throughout sure. this entire episode yeah. and yeah. he does one drink crunch burps and says oh just a minute my brain saves the day i will admit nothing of the sort and nate offers ray the book to see if you know it's back to normal but it's right. just him getting knighted and he says oh, don't need to look at it and they cut to the picture, and I totally forgot about this. It's Guinevere crowning Ray the King of England, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that never happens. That so yeah. if they had planned on Sunday going back to that, nope. <laughs> Is that what that was supposed to be? They were making yep. him king. I thought it was more in making him uh, uh, a knight. It was Guinevere know. putting a crown on his head. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. So because that hadn't happened if they'd left, why? Is that it, just the way the legend of, evolved because no, of his sort, influence? I think it's sort of saying that maybe someday in the future they're going to return mm. and have another Camelot adventure and then this guy becomes I king see. and mm. it, it does not unless, yeah. unless they get desperate and decide to bring right. him back because right. right. the maybe they anymore. do start trying to answer those oh no and we will get Guinevere and, and Sarah <laughs> back together too. So we end with Jax telling Rip, Rip's in the brig he's like it ain't Christmas motherfucker I'll end you now. I loved it. I loved this scene. I kind of wish it would have. I, I did love that they gave the extra reveal here after he talks shit to him. And it's just like, thank you for letting me know kind of mm-hmm. thing as he walks out. I kind of if it would have just cut to black there, um, just like that kind of leave that kind of tension hanging. That would have been a nice sort of feel. But they did give a nice twist to show that Gideon is still listening to Rip, which is a oh, good twist. Yeah. Because he just says, Gideon, and you just hear, I'm here, Captain. You always are. Yep. And it goes dun dun dun. And I'm like, oh yep. fuck. Yep. That's a, nice that's a twist. fun cliffhanger. Yeah, and that's why it's like there you got new uh you got your new um that's a whole other, next episode, man. That's like a, the thing, basically, right? Mm. You gotta get this one uh thing inside the the coop. Somebody's attacking us. Who is it? Like what's doing it? You know what I mean? It could be it's coming from Gideon. Gideon's doing what what he's been saying the whole time. Maybe yeah. I don't know. And I'm just gonna give you one little teaser for next episode. Yeah, my friend, because you know, like you say, these are based on comic books, things that I fell in love with as a kid. And one of the, my first big loves as a kid, fucking dinosaurs, man. We, dinosaurs. Ooh. We're getting all some right. fucking dinosaurs. Sounds good. <laughs> all yeah. right. Hey, count me in. 
So uh, that's about it for this show. Um, uh, thanks once again, Travis. This was super mm-hmm. fun. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, again, this has been a wild and woolly week here. Yeah, it, I'm so it, happy for you guys. I really, you. really am. I really, really am. Thank but- you. As we know, I was waiting for you to struggle. Shit on this, struggle has just begun. The struggle has just. I know. Begun. Here's the thing. I the know. only thing that is perpetual is the struggle. Yes, Anybody who promises you anything otherwise is lying to you. I know that, and but it's it's only been a day. Yeah. Uh, allow me to bask in this yeah. right now because yeah. this was from an ideological point of view this was very 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 important and once again thank you african-american women for getting the fucking job done and thank you philadelphia my city my mm-hmm. city yeah. thank awesome, you buddy. and thank all of you for listening um spread the word once again however you do on your social medias this has been gideon guys and we will talk to you next time adios Come shine rain.
Summertime 